Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It is your daily dose of Donna today. Welcome. It is Wednesday, April 12th. It's actually Wine Wednesday. Someone that I was that's watching live on TikTok just said, it's Wine Wednesday. And I was like, OMG, this is Wine Wednesday. Welcome everyone to the podcast and to YouTube. Hi, so many new friends after yesterday's breakdown of the Scandal Howie Mandel interview. You guys, it was my number one top downloaded podcast episode in terms of listens. And it's still growing, but I gained so many subscribers on YouTube from talking about it because I was on the ball. I immediately went on and created the YouTube. And I just want to share with you guys just a little personal story, and then I'll get into why I have wine next to me at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday here in LA. And then a couple other stories. You know, my business... So I have a business, right, outside of this, where I teach people how to create content, whether it's like starting a TikTok or a YouTube or a podcast, or I have this private podcast actually coming up right now that is all about how to create and grow your show, your podcast show using video. So this is what I do, right? Like I have a business, but this is what I'm obsessed with is this. Daily Dose is my obsession. I love talking about pod, about pop culture, about celebrity gossip, about reality TV. And I really took the leap here. And what's crazy is that the numbers are showing me that people are really tuning in, that people are really caring. People really enjoy it. My numbers are exploding. I've never had a podcast with this many downloads. I've never had so many sponsor requests. I've never had so many new followers. Everything's going really well. And yet I am still questioning everything because that's what we do. Hey, Greta, that's what we do. We just start to question ourselves even when things are going right. So for those of you that are listening, and I know this is not pop culture related, but one of you out there is listening. And I know that if you're following me, you like my energy, you like this vibe, you're going to probably hit a point in your life where you're going to wonder, is this path right? Am I going in the right place? What should I do next for my career? What can I do for fun? Why is it not, why are I not enjoying my life as much? So I want to just give you like a little bit of a moment to remember that you are not too old and it's not too late to start the channel that you want to start, to start the podcast that you want to start, to start the TikTok, the job, the career, the relationship, whatever it is, the, the move. You are not too old. It is not too late. I am 41 turning 42 in June and I am literally having a ball, a blast, and I'm starting a completely new career clearly right here. So this is really fun for me. And I think that you guys are feeling that energy and that's why. So as long as you care about what it is that you're doing, as long as you are excited by it, so will your audience. So that's just like my public PSA. And I think it's a really important thing. And this is why, you know, why I'm sitting here with wine. And I'm going to try this wine live for you guys for the first time. So uh, uh, Greta says on TikTok, you're glowing, girl. Well, I feel that way. I really do feel excited about everything. And I was talking to my good friend Molly this morning, and she was like, Donna, people will follow you. 
It doesn't matter what you're talking about. You could be talking about social media, about business, about video. You could be talking about Vanderpump rules. You could be talking about, you know, shoes. It doesn't matter. People will follow you because of your personal personality. And I'm like, bring it on. Join the party. So I want to tell you guys about someone that did decide to join this party. And this is super exciting for me because this is my first real sponsor that is completely like unrelated to me, not a friend who has a business that wants to get sponsored. This is a company that reached out to me because they found me on YouTube. And this is a company called Ilya Wines. And I'm going to lift up the one that I'm going to try today. Now, let me tell you how excited I am about this. Number one, if you follow me on Instagram, and I'm showing TikTok too, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that every single Friday at around 5, 5.30, I always do my little wine pour in my stories, my Shabbat Shalom pour, and I drink my wine, and I love a wine, right? I'm a wine girl. I'm not a big, uh, you know, hard liquor person. I like a margarita every once in a while, and I like sake, but I love wine, so I'm super, super excited. And what's happening here, oh my God, I can't even tell you the comment I just saw. It's not even worth it. Okay, what's happening here is that this company, Ilya Wines, who is run by this adorable, amazing woman named Layla Joy. And let me tell you, a woman-owned business immediately has my attention. Do you know how hard it is to start a wine brand? Like that is a big, big deal. But she lives in Spain She's American and she's married and has kids, but she lives in Spain and she started a wine brand out of Spain called Ilia Wines. And right now they have three varietals. So they have this Moscatel, which is a white wine, which is what I'm going to try today. And basically what it says, it's, it's aroma intense and persistent of citrus and tropical fruits and white flowers in the mouth. It's slightly acidic and very easy to drink, which is very dangerous for me. But it's high alcohol. It's 12%, which is going to be really, uh, you guys are going to get a fun show out of me. So today I'm going to be trying the Moscatel. They also have this incredible, beautiful, I mean, the bottles are so beautiful. If you could see, like, I'm going to try to show you here. But if you could see, this one is a Roble. I think it's Roble or Roblet. I'm going to say Roble, okay? And that's that red blend. I'm excited about that. Maybe I'll save that for Friday night. And then there's a rosé, which I think I'll drink either tomorrow or this weekend. And it's called Monastrel. I've never tried anything that's called Monastrel, but it's a rosé and it talks about all the, okay, well, I'll talk about all the different kinds of each one, but I'm super excited about it for a couple reasons. Number one, it's wine. Number two, it's a female owned brand. And number three, I have a code to get you 20% off. So you go to ilia.com and you press and you type in the code daily 20 and I will put the link below in the show notes. But meanwhile, l'chaim, as we say, or salud. Do they say that in Spain? So let's pour some wine. I love the sound of the pouring. And I'm just going to leave this to the side. We're going to have a sip, and then we're going to go on with the show. You guys, hold on. It is so crisp, which is my jam because I'm not like a Chardonnay lover. Are you a Chardonnay lover? It's a gorgeous bottle. I agree, Greta. It's crisp. I can taste the fruit. I am not a wine connoisseur like a sommelier, so I don't have all the right words, but it's so refreshing on a hot day. <gasps> and this wine glass is TikTok inspired. I'll put it in my Amazon store, the wine glass. 
But the Ilia wine, you guys, go check out this beautiful bottle. Check it out and use code DAILY20, and I'll put the link below in the show notes. And we are going to now get into the show after giving you guys a little bit of a personal story. So, oh my God, here we start with the backlash on Sandoval and his interview with Howie Mandel. So tell me right now if you guys are watching this on YouTube or if you're watching this here on TikTok, did you guys watch this Howie Mandel interview or listen to the Howie Mandel Sandoval interview? I obviously broke it down yesterday on the show. I talked all about it. The backlash on Howie Mandel and his daughter. So you know how Andy Cohen does his Watch What Happens lives? And he does, um, sometimes he does them live day of and the day that you watch them and sometimes they're pre-recorded. Well, last night's was, um, last night's was day of. And it was literally, he does this thing called jackhole of the day, which is like, basically the idiot of the day. So like he'll do a random political story or a a random, you know, whatever, pop culture story. So yesterday was Howie Mandel. Because I think we can all collectively agree after talking yesterday that Howie Mandel was the most ill-prepared, the most awkward interviewer there could possibly be for the Sandoval story, right? He had no idea what he was talking about. He kept cutting her off, his daughter off, who actually watched the show. He was completely in support of Sandoval. But the worst part about this, and everyone I think can watch and know like right off the bat that Howie Mandel just did not know what he was doing. But I think the worst part about it was the daughter. Now, Jacqueline Schultz, I've actually, you know, gotten to follow her a few times or seen her stuff online. I actually like her. She's adorable to me. I have no no real issue. But she is getting skewered online, like on Instagram, the comments that are going to her. People are upset at her because she remained so neutral. People felt like you were the voice of the Vanderpump watcher. Why did you not give him the hard questions? Why did you laugh at a lot of his stories? Why did you allow for this story to be told without like giving him the hard? And here's the thing. I actually feel bad for her. I think she had probably a lot of pressure in that moment to like, you know, not like go so hard on him. She probably was also not trying to upset him. You have to remember that Tom Sandoval was on the show because the producer of her dad, Howie Mandel, is married to his friend. So like she couldn't have killed him on that show. She was between a rock and a hard place. But it was just a bad It was just a bad look for everyone. Like she does not come off looking good. She comes off looking like she didn't do This was Like, I don't think anyone really understand it. Yes, the daughter. Howie didn't know anything about the story at all, Kat. You're so right. It was insane. He asked, who's Sheena? This, that. I will say this. I don't think that they made it very clear to Howie Mandel what a big get this was. Guarantee you Howie Mandel has never had podcast episode downloads like he did yesterday. I'm sure his YouTube has never seen so many views. I mean, the live chat was going off. It was crazy. So at the end of the day, yes, as a as a creator, even if you're getting hate, that is a win. I hate to say it. It's true. She is winning. Heather says she's winning. Everyone is talking about it. So yes, I do believe that there is a win here for her and for him because they got the numbers. And I think that that's actually totally fine. But yes, again, with my TikTok comments are right on point, my point of view, you have the right point of view, says don't have a guest on your show if you don't know the background. And I agree with that. Like don't, he should have been schooled before, or he should have been told, listen, 
Bravo fans are hardcore. Bravo fans are just like Taylor Swift fans or Justin Bieber or Selena fans. Like they take their shit seriously. And if you want to, you know, be in this position where you're interviewing the most hated man in reality TV right now, just know that you cannot like be on his best side. You're going to get hate. It was ill-prepared. It was ill-delivered. He kept cutting off his daughter. He kept saying like, no, he didn't do anything bad. But this is the most like hair-pulling, frustrating situation ever was that no one ever said throughout the entire 90-minute interview or 85-minute whatever interview, no one ever said, what you're not seeing, Dad or Howie, is that Ariana, the girl who was cheated on the nine-year relationship, was like close, if not best friends with Raquel. That is why it's such a big deal. He didn't just cheat on her with a random. He chose a friend, right? And so I think like not having talked about that and how he not recognizing that made him just say like, so what? People make mistakes. You fell in love with someone else. Big deal. Okay. A question. Doesn't Andy not allow housewives to do podcasts? I wonder if Bravo is mad. (laughs) And then another comment says, some people should just be a game show host. Well, let's go into that. Do, Do they not allow housewives to do podcasts? So I obviously am not a housewife. I am not a reality star. I don't see their contracts, but from what I've heard and I listen and I watch all this stuff as if it's my job, because hey, it's become my job. What I know is that When you're under contract, you are not supposed to be sharing too much gossip. And right now, until the end of the airing of the episodes, you're not supposed to be talking about what's happening. So you should not be talking currently about what's happening until that reunion airs. Like, for example... Sheena's wedding episode is going to be tonight and it's been for the last couple of episodes. Like they're not supposed to be talking about what was aired until after it was aired. And so this reunion has not aired yet. It's going to air only in May and people are talking. And I think Tom Sandoval was very upset and he went on the show because he felt like everyone is talking. Everyone is on, um, you know, their own podcast, Sheena, Lala, Jax, like all these, Chris and Doty, like all these people are feeling this need that they can talk about it all they want. Katie Maloney. So I should be able to talk about it too. The difference is with all those girls, except I would say Kristen Doty because she's no longer on the show, everyone is being a little bit careful about what they can and can't say. Like Katie Maloney was on Danny Pellegrino last week. Remember I said that she she was on that show and she just didn't share that much. She just kept it a little bit Oh my God, this is so funny. I got a comment that I have to share in a second because I've heard this now so many times and it's tripping me out. Um, She got a comment many times. I mean, she got a, uh, they're all talking, but they're all being a very, very like aloof about details that we don't already know. But Tom Sandoval just spilled it all in the worst way possible with the worst questions possible. But the only reason he did it that way is because he wanted, you know, someone that didn't want to kick his ass. And let's be honest, you know, Howie Mandel did not kick his ass. Howie Mandel kissed his ass, kissed his ass, not kicked his ass and was on his best side. And it was Tom Sandoval probably walked away from that interview feeling like, damn, I nailed that. People are going to see my side. And meanwhile, the entire audience is probably like, 
what? Although I did get a lot of comments, I will say on YouTube saying things along the lines of this wasn't for fans of Vanderpump. This was for other people that don't know anything about who Tom Sandoval is. And he wanted to, you know, clear his name for those people. And sure, that may be fine. But people that are not in the Vanderpump world don't give a crap about Vanderpump. The people that are in the Vanderpump rule are the people that watched yesterday's episode. I guarantee you anyone that's just like a Howie Mandel deal or no deal fan or America's Got Talent fan wasn't like, oh, I want to hear all about Sandoval, right? Okay. So, um, so funny. A comment came in that says, you look like an adult version of Monroe Lewis. If you know who that is, that is Jeff Lewis's daughter who, um, you know, I'm a Jeff Lewis stan. Love that guy. And Monroe is his like five or six-year-old daughter. I have heard this now so many times. It's tripping me out. I've heard it on TikTok, YouTube. You know what else I hear every single day? Every day is that I look like a cross between Dorit from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Jackie from Real Housewives of New Jersey. So I hear that every single day too. I love how I have um, my, you know, my little connections here. Okay, so we talked a little about Vad Scandoval. So I'm just going to kind of do like a little segue actually into this Jeff Lewis world because Jeff Lewis is part of this story. Let's talk a little bit about um, let's talk a little bit. I'm just putting my timestamps for you guys that get scared that I talk too much. Okay. So, oh, thank you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Jeff Lewis and a little bit about Kelly Dodd and a little bit about Tamara Judge. And if you guys listened to Monday's episode, I shared a little bit about this, or maybe it was Friday's episode. Now I can't remember. I shared how Kelly Dodd was in St. Bart's with Heather McDonald. And there was that big drama between Heather McDonald and uh, Megan Weaver, who's Jeff Lewis's like right hand girl. And so Kelly Dodd was with Heather McDonald and just like went off drunk on her Instagram stories one night saying like, F you Tamara about Tamara Judge. I did not talk shit about this. I did not talk about da, 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 like just getting really angry. No one knew what the hell she was talking about. We come to find out that there's obviously beef between Tamara and Heather. If you want to go back to the episode where I talk about it, I talk about it on Monday. There's beef there and so on and so forth. Now, meanwhile, we find out yesterday on Kelly Dodd's live show, she has a live YouTube show every single day called The Daily Smash. Lots of you guys that watch this watch that as well. And I believe Ilya is a sponsor there too. So speaking of Ilya, let's give Ilya another little sipper. I mean, it's been 17 minutes. You guys, it's so good. Literally, it tastes so good. Okay. So um, what I was saying, oh yeah. So Kelly Dodd finally shares that, you know, she and Tamara Judge obviously hate each other. It's very clear that uh, apparently Tamara blocks Kelly, talks crap on Kelly. Kelly blocks Tamara, talks crap on Tamara. They were both on the same show huge falling out, et cetera, et cetera. So Kelly Dodd was pissed because she is good friends with Jeff Lewis, speaking of, and she's on Jeff Lewis's show often. And so is Tamara. Tamara Judge is also good friends with, with Jeff Lewis. And so apparently Tamara called Jeff Lewis and said, why are you friends with Kelly Dodd? And Jeff told Kelly, and so Kelly is like, F you, don't get involved with my uh, relationship with Jeff Lewis. And then apparently Tamara also told Megan Weaver that Kelly was talking badly about Megan. But that was my little tie-in here about the Jeff Lewis situation. 
apparently it's just a game of telephone. Who knows who's talking about who? To be honest, who cares who's talking about who? Because if you don't like someone, you know that they're not going to talk nicely about you. I guess it's not necessarily the best thing to go to a friend and be like, why are you friends with? But I guess also that person that gets that call, Mr. Jeff Lewis, maybe don't go and tell your friend unless you want to start some drama. See, here's the thing. Everyone just likes to stir shit between these friends. I think Jeff Lewis like is stirring the pot there, right? Love Jeff. Okay, I'm getting a couple comments. Some people don't care for Kelly and her husband. Yes, like I said, very polarizing. Okay, ew, Jeff is messy. I mean, all the women are too, but why is he so involved? Well, I will tell you this. He is involved because he is, just like all of us, getting off on the gossip and the drama. That's really what it comes down to. I think he doesn't love when his two friends are fighting, but why would you go to Kelly Dodd and say, Tamara said this about you and da, 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 da. Okay, let's see. Kat says, I was at the Heather McDonald show when Tamara mouthed off. Heather did not instigate it at all. See, that's the thing. It is definitely a very, very tricky situation. Tamara is not a fan of Heather. We've spoken about this before. Heather is making a great name for herself. One thing I will know. Aw, hey, Molly. One thing I will know, or one, one thing I will note, is Heather McDonald, and I will say it here right now, okay? Heather McDonald has the most devoted fans I have ever seen in my entire life. That is a dream. The Juicy Scoopers, shout out Juicy Scoopers, because I know some of you guys are watching right now. You guys are the most devoted, hardcore fans. She is so lucky to have you. My only dream is to have as many fans that like love me like Heather McDonald. Like the dosers need to step it up. Okay, dosers, you come at me. I'm going to call my fans the dosers, Molly. The Daily Dosers. I mean, it sounds like we're all drug addicts, but it's fine, right? Cheers to Ilya Wine, my sponsor. Okay. Okay. So now finally I'm going to end. Well, I'm going to also, you know, a lot of comments came in about Sheena and Brock and why didn't I talk about the Brock hell? And if you watched at all, um, any of social media two days ago, a story kind of came out around this Vanderpump rules time. And it was about Sheena. Sheena's husband, Brock also had an affair with Raquel. And it was like one of these things that people were going crazy about and creating podcasts about and TikToks and whatever. And I didn't talk about it because I got, I saw a message that Ryan Bailey, so good with Ryan Bailey. If you guys uh, watch his podcast, listen to his podcast or watch his YouTube, he mentioned, he's like, be wary of random ass accounts that don't talk about this, that have no followers, that come out of nowhere and just throw these accusations. Be wary. And when I saw that, I was like, "Mm mm-mm. There is nothing that happened between Brock and Raquel. So I never really covered it. But of course, I did see today on Daily Mail, Sheena and Brock walking the streets, shopping. They're looking happy. They're shut. They're holding hands. It was clearly a very stage paparazzi moment. Hey, let's get out there and show the world that we're not affected by the, the, the these crazy rumors. We're happy. Everything is good. Adosa, you're fully committed. Commit yourself, Heather. Okay. Finally, the last story I'm going to say really fast because I thought it was kind of interesting and it's a real housewife of Beverly Hills adjacent story. Mauricio Umansky, if you guys know Mauricio, he is Kelly, Kelly, I was about to say Kelly Ripa. I mean, three glass, three sips of wine. I'm saying Kyle Richards and Kelly Ripa are the same people. He is Kelly, (laughs) he is Kyle Richards' husband. 
He's on Real Houses of Beverly Hills. He owns the agency, which is one of the biggest real estate agents that agencies that I see here in Los Angeles. It's everywhere you look. He is very successful. He also has the new show. Well, it's now been um, picked up for its second season. It's called Selling Sunset. Um, sorry, Buying Beverly Hills. Selling Sunset is the other one with the two, uh, the two brothers. Um, buying Beverly Hills for Netflix. It's the same kind of vibe as Selling Sunset. It's very produced. It's very pretty. Donna Dozers. Um, it's very pretty. Okay, bye, John. If you don't care, I just did a TikTok about this. I mean, I love this. Someone just keeps commenting. No one cares. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. Bye, my friend. People do care. As you can see from the numbers, people care. Okay, so um, so Mauricio has, he's a very successful man, clearly. He just uh, released a book that's coming out on April 11th. So, oh, it was yesterday. It's called uh, The Dealmaker. And it talks about business. It talks about marriage. It talks about real estate. It talks about, you know, probably his life growing up. Thank you. I care. I care. Okay, so he talks about the drama that happened years ago when he left his sister-in-law, Kathy Hilton's husband, Rick Hilton and Highland. So he came up as a real estate agent working for his brother-in-law, Rick, famous Rick Hilton, right? And he came, so he came from that world and he started to come up in the industry. And I think from what I've heard is that Kyle Richards obviously got him a job there. He was a young dude. He was just starting his career. And I don't think he was like a lost soul. I think he had family money. I think everything was okay. But, you know, she gave him or they gave him his first kind of in in the industry. And he started to go up and up and started to grow better, like more and more for Hilton and Highland. And apparently he went to Rick and he said, I want to join as a partner, like basically giving some sort of, I don't, I didn't read the book, but from what I saw on page six, some sort of ultimatum, some sort of something along those lines. And Rick had said, we cannot do that. I cannot give you a partner. And so what happened was uh, Mauricio left the Hilton and Highland and decided to branch out on his own. And the story, the headline, um, by the way, John, Mr. Who Cares, says, chill out, people. "Uh Uh-uh, we're not chilling out because I've got my daily dosers. My daily dosers are like the juicy scoopers. They care about me, John, so you chill out. If you want to be here, you got to be a doser. Okay, so he said, what I did not expect was that after he gave me my resignation, after he'd given my resignation more thought, Rick stopped speaking to me, which extended to Kyle and her whole family. And of course, his wife, Kathy, Kyle's sister, did the same. So this big drama between Kyle and Kathy that we see played out on Real Houses of Beverly Hills every single season that we've seen them on or talked about Kathy It all stems from this. And I see both sides. Can you imagine having a huge company in an industry, like just say a, like a peanut butter industry? I always have my peanut butter. I am not sponsored by Trader Joe's, but imagine if this was my company. And then all of a sudden my sister, I gave my, you know, my husband's brother a job and he was doing really well for me. And then he said, I want to be partner. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have any more partners or I'm not going to give you partner here. And then he, he said, well, I'm, you know, starting Skippy peanut butter. Of course I'm going to be mad. Of course I'm going to be mad. So it's not that shocking that he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. His worry was that he was going to, um, oh my God, I love you guys, dosers. His, his worry was that he was going to take 
Rick Hilton's clients. And the truth is, probably did. Because Beverly Hills, Los Angeles is not such a big place. And if you're in a luxury real estate world, who are you going to go to? There's like three or four big agencies out there that you're going to go to. And now let me tell you, honestly, the agency is bigger and has bigger homes probably for the most part than Hilton and Highland. So I think he did actually end up building a bigger company. And there's no question that they did have some sort of a connection there or some sort of a, um, you know, overlap. Okay. So yes, one of the comments that's really nice thanks says it was such a bad business mistake on Rick's part. No one uses him anymore here. So you're here in LA, it sounds like too. It's so true. Like Hilton and Highland does not have the same kind of caliber excitement that as the agency does. There's like a few agents out there or real estate agencies that that tend to get most of the the big name homes. And I'm sure Hilton and Highland does have some of the old money, but like if you're a new younger person, you're going to want to go to for someone like a Mauricio, who by the way, now that he has this show on Netflix, you can't get a better you can't get better publicity for your company than getting a Netflix reality show about your company and all the hot people and the drama and everything that works for you. It's just like selling a sense at the Oppenheim group. That's like a random smaller group, but they're on the map because of selling sunset. So a reality show is the way to go. I just thought it was kind of interesting and it sucks for Kyle Richards because she's in the middle and it sucks for Kathy because she's in the middle. But at the same time, that's why family should not do business. I mean, hello, look at Joe Gorga and, and, and Louie and Teresa and Real Houses in New Jersey. And their little, you know, uh, uh, pizza situation that I'm finally catching up on. Skinny pizza or no-nose pizza. All right, you guys, I appreciate all the love today. The TikTok numbers, the comments are going crazy. I love it. Thanks. Shout out, John. Hopefully you make some friends. And um, thank you for being here. Once again, I'm going to shout out Ilya Wine, which gave me a fun little buzz during this. Ilya Wine, go to Ilya.com. Use the code daily Twenty. All the information is below in the show notes. The reason why I want you to do this for me twofold is because A, this is good wine. And I swear this is good wine, okay? Number two, it's a gorgeous bottle. Number three, it's a female-owned business. And number four, the more you show support to me, the more I will be able to work with a company like Ilya. Come on over, Kat. Come on over and have a glass of wine with me. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate you. Cheers. L'chaim. Salud. See you tomorrow on Thursday.